Hello, loyal fans, and welcome back to another episode of Bagels for Breakfast. Uh, sorry for the delay. It's been a few weeks, but me and Mick are back. We uh, hit the drawing board, came up with some new ideas, changing it up a bit to talk about some current events. And uh, as always, I'm here with Mick. Hello, everyone. Yep, and I'm Jordan. And before you get ahead of yourself, don't worry. We're not going to be talking about bagels and or breakfast still. Yeah, okay? don't worry. That, we're that, not. We're yeah, not. That maniacs. much is true. Yeah, we're not fucking crazy over here. Literally. <laughs> um, so uh, just a little bit of background before we get into it. Uh, Jordan and I kind of discussed um, and as we do love talking about movies and everything mm-hmm. related to it. Um, we feel like talking about current current events is uh, probably a little bit more important um and honestly we probably have more material to talk about (laughs) yeah yeah i mean i think we can talk about movies all day but it doesn't really do much when we're talking about movies that the audience hasn't seen yeah Um, exactly so you know we figured that we're going to talk about issues that really hit home for everybody uh who listens um and hopefully we can provide good insight for people who might not really know you know what's going on in the world today and might not want to listen to you know regular newscasters or what have you yeah fuck regular news yeah i mean it's we're not making money off of this so we're not going to try and bullshit you pretty (laughs) like pretty much plain and simple yeah you uh you consider yourself a pretty insightful guy yep i uh so today specifically (laughs) we're going to be talking about uh the coronavirus and uh, Donald Trump's uh, speech about it. Yeah. Um, and just kind of the things relating to that. Uh, a little bit of background for people that might not know me. Um, I have a degree in public policy uh, and I work in public policy here in Washington, D.C. Um, and so this thing is kind of my bread and butter. As with movies, I didn't go to school with it or anything. Uh, this I did. So, and I've been working in this field for several years. Um, so we've got a lot to talk about today. Yeah. And I think I just, uh, as somebody who's kind of informed, but not super informed, I think I can just bring some, uh, easy insights that'll reach the masses. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan's a smart guy. I can yeah. ask for him. So yeah. take my word on it. Yeah. Take um, this word. so uh why don't we get right into it yeah dude donald trump's speech was a whole lot of garbage bullshit hoopla if i might it was it was it was (laughs) nothing and people are you know if you're a trump supporter listening to this and you want to lambast me and say it's a liberal conspiracy to shut down donald trump and stop everything he's doing the only piece of evidence you need that, you know, supports what I'm saying is that the Dow futures literally right after his speech dropped 600 points. I did not so, see that, man. Ooh. So what that means uh, to all those investors out there is that the market has literally no confidence in Donald Trump's plan. And it means that the economic ramifications are 99. They're they're most likely going to get way worse. And Donald Trump's plan is not going to do anything to stop it. 
Um, what do you think, Jordan? Um, well, I didn't know about the Dow futures, man. That uh, that's some shitty news. That's piping um, hot. That's piping. Yeah, hot. that's 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 real hot, man. I don't want to even touch that right now. Um, <laughs> but um, dude, the immediate reaction I had immediately. I, I said to myself, okay, you, you see this guy and uh, there's all these reports of his aides and everybody trying to like all throughout like campaigning and everything. Um, they try and tell him and they give him these speeches and everything. And he'd say, ah, fuck that. I'm going to go off script. And he would say some crazy nonsense and everybody would be like, why don't you stick to the script, Trump? Yeah. But I realized something tonight. I think I dislike him more when it's scripted. Because you know he's bullshitting you. Yeah, man. I just, oh, I felt uneasy during it. I felt gross. Hyping hot news coming in right now. The NBA just suspended its season. Oof. Just suspended its entire season. This is big news. Obviously, this is going to go out tomorrow. So we're recording this. What is it, March 11th right now? I believe so. Um, yes. But, yep. I just, my friend just sent me a text. Crazy. But let's talk about the speech. It was such bullshit and you knew it and everybody watching knew it. And it was just a vain attempt for Trump to try and seem presidential. Yeah. And you just can't believe it anymore. And he could try and try and try. And no matter how he sounds, no matter how he looks, it's bullshit. And also the context of the speech, the policies aren't good policies. And I can get into that later, but... It's, I, yeah, and I, think, and I, I think one of the main things, too, um, is if you just look a millimeter below it all, you see the agendas at play. And that's disturbing as well. When you see, like, just like you said, like he's trying to act presidential. And I think his biggest goal here should have been to ease the public. Um, but it's just a matter of it looked like he was trying to ease the economy because that's like his magnus you know like that's his opus you know that's what he's always aiming to do and like you could see right through this oh my god and and so let's let's not get into election discussion because we can save that for another podcast but (laughs) this is this is his attempt to save his his elect his electability because at the end of the day people might hate all the other bullshit but if they say under donald trump's economy i'm making money Mm-hmm. we are in a bear market now that is not the case yeah. anymore and donald trump is trying everything he can do to make sure that this economy keeps going strong and you know what i hate to break it to everybody but one this wasn't as strong as an as, as of a, an economy as we thought it to be there were several market bubbles mm-hmm. bubbling up that it's 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 a it's a farce it's a faux economy yeah this this like small i mean you could see it over the past few weeks like you can see just how um unstable it was and the other thing is if the economy was so strong and so reliable something like this the one the economy should withstand and two the economy should withstand without multi-billion dollar businesses begging for a bailout when we haven't even seen the worst of it yeah and one i'll I'll, so i'll go through it first thing he did was he said we're traveling we're banning travel from europe except for england now 
I don't necessarily, and this is for 30 days, I don't necessarily disagree with the policy move. It's drastic, but it doesn't necessarily have any effect. Yeah. Right. The coronavirus is here. Mm-hmm. We're already at 1,200 cases. That number is just going to grow exponentially. 1,200 recorded cases, might I add. In the United States, yes. Second problem, the second proposal is a possible payroll tax and economic relief for large businesses and industries. I don't care how you paint this. I don't care how many cherries you put on top of this. It's a pile of shit and it's a bailout. (laughs) It's a bailout and people are like, well, payroll taxes, not paying them is nice. Sure. If you don't have to go to work and you still get paid. Yeah. Like there's more Americans than not that physically have to go to work in order to get paid and they don't have paid time off. Mm -hmm. The one policy we needed is guaranteed paid off time for at least a couple weeks. Yeah. And we're not doing that. And that's why the markets are falling because there's no response. There was no talk about the development of a vaccine. There was no talk about um, how we're going to make tests available for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really don't buy that the, that the healthcare industry is all in on making these tests affordable. They've been pretty clear on it. And, you know, they're charging like $1,800 for a test. Yeah. And let me um, let me throw a question out to you, because, I mean, I'm still processing it all. And like you Sorry, said, you're I'm, more, you know, I'm no, ranting, you're good. I'm you're ranting good, here, but good, you know, I've, I like I've been following rant. this and, you know, sorry. No, you're good. Um, but uh, the thing about the EU, um, what's your take on him, like, removing the UK from that equation? Because, I mean, technically, they're not a part of the EU. I get that. But at the same time, they're still in Europe and they're just just now being removed from the EU. To me, that seems like a political decision to single out the EU and remove Britain from that equation. It's weird. Right. That is something that I don't, you know, I, I would speculate. I don't have a like informed opinion as to why he would do that. Yeah. Um, it. What made me concerned is that he said, oh, the infected people came from Europe. That's Mm -hmm. just not true. Yeah. That's just not true. And, you know, it's sure there might have been some people that had come through Europe and then, you know, reached the United States. But when we had heard about these cases seven weeks ago, (laughs) um, let's just make that clear. Seven weeks ago. Timeline here. These people were coming from China and from parts of Asia where it originated. Um, And the response was bad on the part of the United States. It's plain and simple. Um, And and just to throw a caveat in there, people that are regarding this as the Wuhan virus and or targeting Asian communities specifically because of this virus, um, it's wrong. Grow up. racist. And it's inappropriate um, and it does nothing to help. So I used it as in references to, yes, it did originate from here. And the, and the original people that came to the United States 
um, that were infected uh, were from uh, had visited China, but in no means does that warrant targeting Asian communities. Yeah. And um, just in the little analysis I was listening to right after the speech, um, they said, I forget the exact wording he used, but he mentioned that in his speech as a virus that came from China or a Chinese virus. I forget. I don't want to put words in his mouth, Um, but there was some mention of that. And the analysis afterwards echoed exactly what you just said, that it's, highly like xenophobic for him to mention that in a presidential address. Yeah, it, it, it truly is. And, you know, it's, to me, it's really funny that, um, the United States government didn't necessarily care. Um, I mean, there were members of the government that did care and were actively pursuing methods to contain this. Um, but, I'll say, you know, I'll just say it flat out. The Republican Party did not care until they found out that there were people at CPAC that had the virus and had come in contact with high profile politicians. Their attitude changed real quick. Yeah. And, you know, it's astounding to me that people are like... All right. Tell me what you think about this. <laughs> Shoot. I'll ask you this question. I feel like I've been talking a lot. Yeah. Um, what do you think about the people that make comments like, oh, the, the regular flu kills about 60,000 people a year. and We don't worry about that. What do you think about those people? So, okay, this, uh, this is going to be a long answer to that question. Um, because so my original... St- like standing on the coronavirus. And I think it speaks to the state of the media um, today was, "Eh, what the hell is this thing going to become? Whatever. Because, I mean, you see these issues like Ebola. Okay. They pop up this Ebola popped up twice. um, And each time the media freaked out, they start saying that like, it's going to expand and blah, 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 all of this hoopla It never did. And it just stirs this frenzy. You know, so then when it comes time to a virus that actually has an effect or has the potential to affect the entire world and they come out with all this stuff, I say, eh, it's just another Ebola. You know, why the fuck do I care? Um, And now that it's here, I'm like, oh, shit, they were kind of right. Crap. They were right this time. It's kind of like the weatherman. Um, He can he's the only guy who can keep his job after being wrong for so long. Um, But one of my initial reactions was. Like, okay, this is just like a flu. Like, the flu kills hundreds of thousands of people every year. But, um, yeah, I think the thing that's most alarming to me is the pace at which it's spread across the globe. You know, the the flu spreads, um, but this definitely threw my uh, abnormal hypochondriac personality over the past few weeks um, has shown me it has a higher fatality rate and all this stuff. Um, so it hasn't infect killed as many people, but I think that boils down to, it hasn't infected as many people as the millions that get infected with the flu every year. So I'm going to throw some facts right now. I'm going to stack some facts. I want to hear some facts. Piping hot. 
So um, I read a great article in The Atlantic right before this outbreak started to happen. A coworker of mine said, hey, I think you'd like this, whatever. And it was an article about how underprepared the CDC is for a massive pandemic. And it is terrifying how underprepared our hospitals and Mm -hmm. our institutional systems are underprepared for this type of thing. It's we, we had no game plan. And so, so let's talk about Ebola. There was a, an Ebola outbreak in the mid nineties. And it was in, in this village in um, I believe uh, in the democratic Congo. I that like, we'll do a fact check on that. Um, But in Africa, for sure. And so that village that was infected, um, people were dying at a crazy rate, but they were able to quarantine it easily because it took three days to get to a major city from that village. Today, that same village to the same main city, it takes about two and a half hours because they have functional roads and infrastructure. So the thing is, is that these diseases more than ever have the um, exposure to so many different populations and it's incredibly hard to contain. So let's talk about flu death rates versus coronavirus death rates. Let me fact check that real quick. It was Congo in 1995. 1995. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yes, that's important. We want to get our facts completely straight and i i don't want to i don't want to yeah i don't want to sell people uh false information so that's i'm I'm glad we did that thank you no problem um and the the other issue with a lot of these diseases or infections or viruses whatever is that there is an apathetic attitude like oh i didn't have it or i didn't see anybody with it it doesn't mean that millions of people didn't die from it right Okay, other thing. Flu virus, 60,000 people die a year, right? Terrible, so bad. Every year we come out with a flu shot and people refuse to take it. And that is why a lot of people die from the flu. Mm -hmm. Coronavirus does not have a shot. And we do not have a prevention system or a cure for coronavirus. That's the different story. Yeah. And also, flu's mortality rate is about 0.1%. Coronavirus is about 2 to 3%. We still don't have all of the information on this virus. That is the other scary part. So let's talk about estimates. The conservative estimate from the CDC last week was that 40% of the United States population could be infected, Right. Mm-hmm. Or forty percent of the world population. My my apologies. Two percent of that, or two percent of the United States population. So forty percent, two percent. Math is not my greatest subject. <laughs> that's millions of people dying. Yeah. That is millions of people that die at a death rate of two or three percent. And then there's the other conversation. Oh, it's just old people. It's just people with pre-existing conditions, blah, 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 blah. 
yeah, we're finding out more and more pre-existing conditions are being heightened and becoming more risks. Like uh, I just read an article about 30 minutes ago that high blood pressure can cause serious complications if you get the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. United States has is not known for its healthy people. <laughs> so let's really <laughs> like let's let's stop pretending like we're immune to these sort of things. Yeah. And you know, like like come on people. It's serious. Our response was terrible. I'm not saying, you know, go into a doomsday bunker, but it is serious. Yeah. And, and so two things. Um, one, the Dow Futures is down to 900 points. Uh, okay, so we've got an updated Dow Futures. Updated. Yeah, I've been watching that. Which means uh, the stock market is going to crash even worse. Tank. Um, <laughs> yeah, shit. Um, but anyway, um, another thing is uh, something disturbing is that um, – and no – side blow to you here but it's disturbing that i'm hearing this from you and not 30 minutes ago from the president yeah maybe i should be president <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna start my campaign right here yeah yeah i'll vote for you thanks you got, you got my vote and it starts uh, with it starts with one vote yeah exactly i got you um but yeah that it's just disturbing man and and i think um it's i don't know i got a lot of thoughts i've been thinking about it a lot i'm not normally a hypochondriac the rest of my family is uh to almost a terrible degree um if you're listening family i love you but you freak out about everything and then you know it um but um yeah this is this has raised some hypochondriac feelings in me um and i don't think there's really anything out there that's helping it you know yeah. Uh, so if anybody out there is feeling a little worried, you're you got some company here. Yeah, and and you know, people are like the the one thing is is that people are dying, people are getting sick, and we don't know the scope of this virus. Mm-hmm. And people are like, "Oh, the numbers are going down in China." I'm like, "You really trust China? <laughs> you really trust their numbers?" Cuz I don't. I don't I don't trust them one bit. Yeah. I, I really don't. And the underlying thing is this could be the thing that tanks our economy so badly. And I'll get into why it's not just the coronavirus. A lot of people out there are going to say, oh, it's because of the coronavirus. That's truly just kind of like, you know, a pebble it, it, like it's just the catalyst, but it's a lot of underlying institutional problems that led up to the downfall of our economy. Yeah, it's right kind of like if a chair was being held up by like a toothpick, and the coronavirus just came over and like flicked the toothpick, just like, <laughs> like just like yeah. farted and knocked yeah. it over. Yes. Like it wasn't that hard. Yeah, and like you cannot say with full confidence that our economy is the strongest it's ever been blah 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 when we're failing yeah hearing that it's just like stop touting and just like speak genuine for a second in that speech when he when he's just going on these tyrants again tirades again about like um 
just like praising himself and like all the quote unquote work he's done. Um, and yeah, it's just a matter of like speaking the truth at this point and we're clearly not getting it. You know, it's, I mean, in, in, in like small economic impact news, you know, models, mm, they, the sports, sporting goods store, they just filed for bankruptcy and are closing all 142 stores in the Northeast just now, um, just within the past hour. Okay. Also, also, can we address the news that you also told me that highly depressed me? Tom Hanks is confirmed to have contracted coronavirus with his wife in Australia. Um, I just picked out all my hair. Yeah, that is terrible news. Um, Donald Trump's going to give us this bullshit when we're losing a national treasure, huh? I mean, Tom <laughs> Hanks, I mean Tom I'm ready to grab my pitchfork. <laughs> I look. I mean, Tom Hanks is amazing. Um, and it sucks that that's the news. And hopefully this, like, hopefully it doesn't kill him. Let's, let's be real. Hopefully it doesn't kill him. He's such a good guy. I would be incredibly upset. Like I would act, I'd probably cry. Not even going to lie about that. I'd probably cry. (laughs) You want to know something funny? I went on Google news and that's above, uh, on the headlines. Tom Hanks having the coronavirus is above, uh, all the shit about Trump's speech. You know what? Tom Hanks will save our economy. Yeah. If, you know, once once he gets cured of coronavirus, the Dow futures will go up ten thousand points. Mark my <laughs> word. He's the hope we all needed. Yeah. Are there any other questions that you have, or um, things think... that I could answer with my quote unquote expertise? I don't think so, man. How about we? Uh, I mean, we could take a little break here. Um... And then come back to it. Maybe take a little bit of a higher tone. You know, I'm a. I could use some Xanax right now. <laughs> um, Both for pleasure and for medical purposes. Yeah, absolutely. I heard Xanax <laughs> is good against coronavirus. Really? Um, no. <laughs> I think uh, there's been like I think people in Paris are like I read an article and it was just like no cocaine doesn't stop coronavirus and i was like well at least they're trying right <laughs> like at least at least yes. someone is trying to figure out a way yeah exactly thank you whoever tried cocaine to fight the coronavirus you you thank are a you martyr for, thank you for your service <laughs> um we actually do have a couple of listeners in france so we? yeah we do oh um, well stay safe out there france yeah people. i think it was actually like 20% of our listeners are from France. Not even joking. So <laughs> no. Maybe we'll become French celebrities. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? That's it. That's yeah. So yeah. we're gonna take a break right here. Um yeah. in the second half, I have no idea what we're gonna talk about, but we'll just uh figure we'll, it out. We'll riff as we always do. Yeah. So yeah. see you guys in the second half. Yeah. And we're back with more bagels and more breakfast. Uh, we're currently talking about uh, the status of the world and will it fall apart? We don't know. <laughs> Is coronavirus over-exaggerated? Um, and what's going on? So I think one of the most interesting talking points about this whole thing is sports canceling their fans being able to go. Um 
the NBA just announced that it's suspending a season after a Utah Jazz player was uh, confirmed to have coronavirus. Oh, shit. So, so that is intense. Yeah. That is a bombshell, massive thing. And I don't think there's been anything like this in United States history. Um, and I got to tell you, it really depresses me because my favorite team in the whole world, the Chicago White Sox, are actually going to be really good this year. And if they don't get to play baseball because of coronavirus, <laughs> what are you going to do? I will, I, I will flip the fuck out. <laughs> I will lose my mind. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, dude, I think about um, games without fans. Um, and I actually saw a really interesting article um, extending beyond sports. I mean, um, I think it was Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune are both um, doing away with live audiences. And then I saw a article about symphonies trying to prepare without an audience there, which doesn't seem like that big of a deal because unlike a sports event or a game show or something like that, the audience doesn't really have that big of a play into what a symphony is doing. But at the same time, it must throw them off to, oh, you yeah. know? Yeah, and uh, I also read that all the late-night talk shows are canceling live audiences. Yeah. Um, everybody's just canceling everything. And to be honest with you, there's something beautiful about an orchestra, a full orchestra playing to no audience yeah it does sound, it kind of sound kind of, cool I, like i like there's just something like eerie yeah. about it it's like it's got a beautiful quality to it um yeah it, that's that's so wild um and you know i'm i'm gonna throw my bet in right now that the olympics get canceled. yeah they have to be um, and and talking about international events um it i feel like it might seem jarring to us specifically right now because it's just now making it to us but i think it should be noted i don't know this for sure and like we said we don't want to go spewing wrong information but um it's almost guaranteed that they're doing this in every other country being affected by this heavily and i mean we're not even being affected by it that heavily at this moment you know so um china and italy has to be taking similar steps and i don't think we should lose sight that uh, it's going on with people that aren't like us, but it's still happening to people around the world. Yeah, exactly. And so China is, I, I, I just want to forget about China because like, <laughs> truly we're not, we're not going to get a clear answer, yeah. you know? And so, but let's talk about Italy. Yeah. In the past, in the past 24 hours, 200 people have died um, who had coronavirus. Um that is incredible. But what they've done now is they've essentially, it's essentially martial law where they've said you're restricted for traveling to get food, go to a doctor mm -hmm. or go to a bank. That's it. Yeah. I thought and just, um, I thought just grocery stores and pharmacies were staying open, but banks would make sense. That, banks would make sense for that, sure. That would, um, without that, that would cause a panic, but. Yeah, so that that seems to be, um, I mean, that's just crazy. People are being held in their house, and the police are 
you know, making sure that people don't go out. If you go out, they're going to be like, you know, what are you doing? Where are you going? Why are you out? Um, And another interesting move that they took is they said banks cannot collect mortgage payments until the emergency is over, which is such a vital, vital thing to do for people who have to go to work to get a paycheck or don't have savings. So let's say in the United States, the case amount reaches 10,000 within the next three days, right? Mm -hmm. And the United States adopts similar measures to Italy. We have no choice but to do things like that. And we also have no choice but to, I mean, this, if, if there's any case for Medicare for all, this is it. Yeah, definitely. We want, we want to make sure that people aren't afraid to go to the doctor and they'll be set with a, you know, $4,000 bill. And we want to make sure that people don't spread the disease by like having to go to work Mm -hmm. because they can't afford to pay their rent. Like every single one of America's underlying issues are being exposed right now. Yeah. And I think, um, I think as Americans, we have a real sense of entitlement and uh, I know this won't reach many people, but just as a note, I think it's uh, it's important to see that uh, to not be so selfish and to accept these things that a lot of people will jump to as um, possible abuses of our rights as American citizens and stuff. And just think about the the overall good that measures like this can have that Italy's putting in, like um, locking down homes and closing businesses like these are real steps that need to be taken let's be frank not everything is about the economy and you know we and i would argue that not taking action on these sort of things and being afraid that there could be short-term economic ramifications uh prolongs the inevitable Mm -hmm and only provides for longer term economic for sure yeah i think it would be better to definitely look long term at this point um and not be so short-sighted and think and as trump said um looking at the economy and blah 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 and hoopla and hoopla um but yeah taking a more long-term approach and thinking about the long-term effects it can have if we don't take action now exactly and you know People are like, oh, well, what about my stocks? First of all, most of you don't own stocks. Second of all, most of you don't own a significant amount of stocks to even be remotely affected of what's going on. Would you lose 40 bucks? Like that's I'm not talking about that. You know, there's you know, there's people whose 401ks are being effectively decimated. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but at the end of the day, it's either you let you let for this short term to happen. We say, we're just closing businesses. We're guaranteeing paid sick leave for everybody. We're going to nip it in the bud and we're going to solve this issue. Or you take the Trump approach and pussyfoot around it until it becomes a much larger problem. And then your economy is even affected on a greater scale. Yeah. Um, and one thing talking about stocks a bit, um, bit fringe here but uh i follow bitcoin a bit 
Um, I don't really invest in it too much. I've tried to and failed a little bit, <laughs> um, but I try, you know, I keep my eye on it. Um, and the weird thing with that is everybody saw it as this uh, alternative currency, but it's being just as affected as the stock market, which is crazy to me. Oh, it's it's almost worth nothing now from last time I checked. Um, it's like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's down a lot, but um, yeah, it's just crazy to me that how, how big of an effect this is having. You know what usually goes up in times of crises like this is gold. Oh, yeah. For all, for all of you uh, people out there, if you bought gold two months ago, you are swimming right now. For all you Ron Swanson people out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, it's, it's true. And if you look at crises, like if you look at right after 9-11, mm-hmm. um, gold commod- like trade prices skyrocketed. How are uh, – um, I, I don't know the uh... – stats on this but i want to look this up um how are gun stocks doing i mean that's a great question um because i made an offhand comment to a friend of mine recently um with all these people buying purell and face masks and stuff i made a quick witted comment and said eh why don't you just be american and go buy a gun (laughs) <laughs> yeah, right. like honestly I the bet you, i bet you a lot of people are out buying guns right now i would i would not bet against that for sure i mean i would i would bet that people are loading up um and you know it's it is sort of this this is a different feeling than other situations that we've been in and you know why because beforehand we've had proper responses to them people always say well what about a bull on h1n1 i was like well we had a competent president that had (laughs) great and this is truth this isn't a political statement we had a competent president who didn't make it into a political issue Mm -hmm. and guaranteed that these things would be nipped in the bud and made sure that the cdc response teams we're well equipped for this sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, that is that is why you didn't get it is because it was contained. Yeah. Plain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're different viruses, but yeah, it, it definitely has an effect on uh, how it transmits for sure. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of people, a lot of coworkers and stuff and friends and family kind of we're brushing it off. Um, but now they're scared. And, yeah. you know, I was in Arizona the past weekend. Um, and, uh, you know, the flights there and back, it was weird. How many people were on them? Weird. On my flight there, it was actually really packed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but it was, it was nice because the ladies next to me were like, Ooh, do you have any sandy wipes? Do you want us to wipe your tray table down? Aww. I was like, oh, you guys are sweet. And I, you know, I exchanged that for, I, you know, I gave them some hand sanitizer and stuff. So, <laughs> um, very sweet. But then on my flight back, it was empty. Really? Um, yeah. I had the, uh, I had the option of, uh, for travel for work. I had the option of either going to Arizona or North Carolina this week, um, which I'm, currently broadcasting from 
Um, but uh, live from NC, yeah, live from NC, delayed by twelve hours. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, I, I I try not to freak out about these things, but like I said, I've uh I've been a little worried about it. And so when they proposed this to me, I said uh, North Carolina because I know I ain't got no Corona in my car. All right. <laughs> You know what I've you know what I've kind of learned um, in my experience in public policy. Whenever you have government officials going up to a podium and saying, "Don't worry, everything is fine," you should fucking worry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, dude, and that's that's a big issue I was seeing, and I've heard a lot of people talk about it. it's it's not you don't just say that, you know. Um, and that yeah. could be a pretty clear thing for him to understand. And by him, I mean Donald Trump um, to understand that just saying that doesn't do anything. And now if you come out and you say, don't worry, we have the CDC deployed. We have um, X number of test kits in production and X number of test kits available. Now, if you back it up, that's a whole other story. But to simply yeah. come up to a podium and say, don't worry. It's all cool. It's all, it's all jive, you know? No, it's not going to work. I mean, yesterday he literally said it's going away and the number of cases rose by several hundred percent. So, you know, it like a couple examples after right before or during the stock market crash of 08, you had, Alan, you had all of these people come up, Alan Greenspan, you know, all the CEOs of the banks and all this stuff. And they're saying, our market is strong. Everything is great. Keep investing. No, no, it's not. Um, it's, it's better to take the approach and say, in any public policy member, this is an issue, but I can assure you we're doing everything in our power. Yeah. And I think it's he quote he did say that in the speech today, mm -hmm. but coming from Trump, it doesn't mean anything. But also, what I'm going to add is that, um, like you said, he said it in his speech today, and it was just a matter of time before he had to backtrack. You know, this was yeah. this was his backtrack of him saying, uh, at least finally coming around to the issue that like he still didn't admit it was a real like he knows it's a problem but he still didn't lay out how big of a problem um but at least he came around to the idea of explaining that it is an issue you know before this he was like ah it's like a flu which we clearly just debunked courtesy of yeah. nick um and update again <laughs> it is down by 1200 points <laughs> the dow futures are down by 1200 points dow futures and by the time this drops um <laughs> probably be uh available before the market opens i'm going to bet let's let's do a wager here bet, i'm gonna bet, bet that the market the market tomorrow drops 1800 points to 2200 points what percentage would that that's be? my roughly around seven percent six six five six percent five to seven percent <laughs> oh so that's my bet just so felt let's a, see if i'm wrong felt a drop in my stomach yeah, that's my that's my bet. Yeah. Um, and you know what? I could be completely wrong. I'm not peddling this are. out as fact. <laughs> I'm not peddling this out as fact to people, but 
you can go back to this if it does drop that much and say, Mick, you are a wizard. <laughs> um, well, but, well, we already kind of know that, but you know, we can. Oh, stop it! <laughs> oh, stop it! Um, crazy dude. Oh, um, I have a little bit of a touchy subject. If you want to move away from Corona, let's, which um, let's touch on. Yeah, which um. I don't know. It helps us speak about these things. I mean, I'm still worried, you know, but talking it, talking it out and hearing some other opinions definitely helps. So I hope it helped some other people out there too. Yeah. I truly hope that my public policy opinion has given people a clear picture. Um, I am not a doctor. Uh, I can confirm that. <laughs> Uh, I have no medical background, but I do have policy background and in my opinion is strictly on how the government responds to these things. Um, so obviously if there are questions, comments, concerns, and if you are a medical professional and I've said a couple things wrong, please call me out on yeah. it. And, you know, like I want to get this right, but in the policy realm, I think I'm pretty on track. So yeah, we're we love educated topics and discussion here on Bagel the new and reformed Bagels for Breakfast. Yeah, and we hope to I can I think I speak for both of us. We can hope to cover some uh more happy stories in the future, but I think this is pressing right now and I think it helps to talk about it. And uh cuz we run a pretty personal podcast over here to our listeners. I mean our our, yeah. our, our audience is huge, don't get me wrong, but I mean, we're in, we are an international audience. Okay. We, we, France, I mean, I'm, we're basically royalty. Um, but it's, it is important to talk about these things. I definitely think so. Um, reach out to us and air your concerns. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Yeah. No, everything's on the table now. Everything. Besides, Uh, besides bagels or breakfast, I swear to God. If we will never I get a request to talk about beagles or breakfast, so help me God. <laughs> so help me God. I will flip my shit. <laughs> I will cancel everything. Okay. Don't test you us, understand? audience. Don't fucking test us. <laughs> <laughs> we will um, pull the plug. <laughs> literally. But you know, I'm I'm excited with what we're doing moving forward. Yeah. Um we hope that everybody here is excited. Um, this is something that's more relatable and something that everybody can listen to on their way to work or if you're doing mindless drone work at your place of business or whatnot. Listen to us talking about what's going on today. Yeah, and I think I think uh, I think our goal in this is to create a good podcast that you can listen to at breakfast, you know? Um, absolutely catch up on the news and stuff um, or on your commute it doesn't have to be necessarily at breakfast maybe you started at breakfast you know set your phone down eating some cereal eating some bagels and then uh yeah you pause it real quick you get in your car and then you resume i think that's, and, I think you that's know, the image i have and and truly i would not be opposed to releasing a podcast daily we'll record the night before and we'll set it out in the morning so that everybody can listen um just so it's very up to date yeah um obviously there's logistical things that we have to deal with with that but and then yeah, you know we could do we're busy people guys we're, we're, yeah. we're busy people 
<laughs> and uh you know we i would love to do that yeah i think i think that'd be real fun this is something we're both passionate about um and please give us topics you know what's going on in the world that we don't know about yeah definitely um i wanted to bring up something else but i, I don't know i think it's too touchy i don't really feel comfortable bringing it up <laughs> what is it what is I, well it? i'm just not that educated on it and I, uh, I was, I was starting to pose it as a positive. However, upon further examining my feelings, I don't necessarily know if it's a positive. Um, but yeah, but, but the it. the the sentencing of Harvey Weinstein. Good. Um, That's it. Well, no, no, no. I, well, how about the number of years? That's what I'm talking. I I definitely think. Don't want to don't want to get it twisted. This is a, as Bill O'Reilly puts it, a no spin zone. <laughs> um, but I don't want to get it twisted. It's a great thing that the man was sentenced and put away, um, and he's going to hopefully a very dark, dark place. But um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of controversy around 23 years. Um, I know some people were expecting possibly five years, which everybody was up in arms about. Um, which yeah, would have been fucking crazy um so i'm glad that he didn't just get the minimum that would have been uh i don't know if this is the right use of it but that would have been bombastic (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it truly would have and you know i i do see a lot of people out there saying he should get life in prison blah 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 and for my legal friends out there um it's not that easy and you know obviously with I don't know, and I, you know, I'm saying this out of a place like New York might not have a life sentencing for cases like this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's where legal vernacular gets very tricky. Yeah. Um, and you know, if if it were me, I wish he was sentenced to 30 life sentences or whatever. I don't care. You know, I mean, I do care, but not like. You know, like I, uh, he's going to die in prison. That's the fact. Well, yeah, I was, about, I was about to say, prison. I mean, it's kind of a jarring figure. So um, he he's 67 now, which doesn't, it's not that old. You know, um, some of you out there might have parents that are getting up to that age. Um, so that's not that old. But if you think of it, 23 years, when he gets out, he'll be 90. Like, Damn, that uh, yeah. that's a pretty good sentencing. Now that I think of it, let him let him spend a quarter of a century in prison, and then get out right before he dies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just uh, just a you know what? finger. I'm gonna bet. I'm gonna really bet that he dies in prison. I mean, if you've seen this guy going to the court cases, he can. I don't know if it's for show. I was about to say. Do you, do you think it's it's an act? I kind of do. I kind of do like, too. He's a slimy motherfucker. He is. <laughs> and, but then you look at this guy and he, he also looks like he's eroding at yeah. a rapid pace. Like, yeah. like, like I feel like just the limbs going to fall off and he's going to be like, Oh, well. <laughs> like he does not look good. What do you I think, think the, it's all uh, over under chances are on uh, another Jeffrey Epstein, he kills himself in prison. Quote, unquote, kills himself. Just like, quote, unquote, birds are real. 
Yeah, right. I <laughs> we don't believe that birds are real here on this podcast. Yeah. Um I mean that's a good question. And I don't think there's any like political ties behind him, right? Yeah. But I mean he's a billionaire. I just, I just, or close yeah, I just to think it. he's gonna die. Yeah. I just One think can he's gonna fucking He's just going to croak in prison and it's, that's going to be it. The sentencing is good. He's done. Yeah. He's going to be in prison for the rest of his life, you know, and maybe some saying he didn't. maybe some shitty photos will uh, surface of him uh, playing golf or, or fucking tennis. Uh, one of these, quote-unquote prisons i hope not side note the love of my life uh just brought me chocolate chip uh cookie dunkers okay that we can talk about we can definitely talk about trader joe's (laughs) thank you babe i love you you're great um but uh yeah you know Trader Joe's is great. Um, who killed Trader Joe? That's my dude. Question. Oh my god, man! Trader Joe now Tom Hanks. Oh fuck, man! 2020, 2020. 2020 is going too far, way too far. It is. It is. Um, I don't support it. I don't I'm either. Vehemently against everything that's going on, um, except for the Harvey Weinstein sentencing. Yeah, silver lining. Um, good on you, twenty twenty. Yeah. Throwing in a little good yeah. stuff. But you know, my other. I mean, they're going to cancel Coachella. That's another venue that they'll probably cancel. I just, just thinking of places that they're going to have to cancel. They'll cancel Coachella. Yeah. Um, which good, you damn hippies. <laughs> you um, damn yuppies. <laughs> yeah, right. Smoking weed um, and taking ecstasy, you damn hippies. Right. They're just. <laughs> I I saw this thing and it was just like, it was like. The, uh, people who go to Coachella are just acoustic racists, and <laughs> I have literally never laughed harder in my life. That's so good. that's real good. Um, <laughs> um, also, uh, shit, what was I gonna say? Crap. Um, I forget. I forget. Fuck. Well, I think we're running out of time. Yeah, here. we are. We so are. Um, I think my brain capacity has reached its maximum. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna record one tomorrow and we're gonna release it the next day. Um thank you all for listening. Yeah. Um we're really excited about this new approach that we're taking. Yeah. And reach out. This is something that Jordan and I are passionate about and we wanna be active with everybody that we know and your families and whoever wants to listen. Yeah. Uh, and follow our Instagram word. page. Follow our Instagram. Little uh, hints of things to watch before the episodes. Um, yeah. And thanks for tuning in. This was uh, this is one of our longer episodes for sure. But um, I think it was it a was good rate because we took a little break there. Yeah. So thank you all for tuning in. I we greatly appreciate it, and we hope that you um, get some good knowledge and yeah. unfiltered knowledge out of this. Um, and yeah, please reach out. Yeah. Stay safe, wash your hands, uh, wipe your butt, and uh, yeah, that's all. Thank you for tuning in to Bagels for Breakfast. We'll see you tomorrow.